someone once told me time is a flat circle. If everything we've ever done or will do, we're gonna do over and over and over again. Kelly. What's up? I'm Michael. We're brother and sister, self-proclaimed armchair detectives. I can't believe that school starts again next week. And yeah, I still got to shop for supplies. And we're also your hosts for the Flat Circle Podcast. Welcome to our two-part episode. So the first episode, we are going to talk about the recently gone missing in Michigan for 2021. So My daughter and I went thrift shopping this past Saturday in Hastings, and we got out kind of late, later in the afternoon. So we decided to do lunch at the local Dairy Queen. It was absolutely delicious. And then after going through the drive-thru, we parked next to this gray van to eat our meal, right? So I noticed a bunch of hot pink writing on the side of the van and on the back of the van. And one of the things that stood out initially and maybe looked twice was the phrase, someone knows something. And it was written in big, bold letters. So initially I kind of like passed this off as like, oh, this is gonna be, you know, congratulations to, you know, 2021 grads or just married or yay, we won the game or whatever people usually mark out on their van. But when I saw, someone knows something that definitely made me look back and the writing on the van mentioned someone by the name of Rachel Hazen and what I found out is she is a 41 year old female from Nashville Michigan who has recently gone missing there was a phone number to call for any information written on the van okay so then Soph and I We go to this adorable shop in Hastings called Previously Pink, and it's a shop where you can buy gently used clothes, jewelry, shoes, handbags, etc. So anyway, we're near the back of the shop, Soph's looking through a rack of shirts, and I see this bright yellow flyer with a photo on it and the name Rachel Hazen. Again, big, bold, black letters this time. So I took a picture of it, and I thought, okay, Mike, I'm going to tell you Like, this is, I think we need to do this episode, right? So I took a picture of it. We left the store. And then as I was walking downtown Hastings, I saw this flyer again at a couple more places where we were shopping. Anyway, so here we are, right? I took this as a sign of something that we need to talk about, okay? So there have been people who have gone missing from Michigan in 2021 And as you guys know, it is our goal to shine a light on these occurrences with the hope that it helps find the missing. So we want this to get out there. We're hoping that you guys will listen. And of course, if you saw something, if you see something, say something. Rachel Lynn Hazen is 41 years of age and was last seen on July 21st around 2 p.m. in the afternoon. She had gone to visit her son and then later a neighbor reported seeing her at Thorn Apple Lake Estates in Castleton Township which is located between Nashville and Hastings. No one has heard anything from her since July 21st, and her phone is turned off. Friends and family members have reportedly been trying to get a hold of her, but all of their efforts have been proven to be unsuccessful at this point. Authorities say that she could be driving a 2005 Silver Ford Escape without a license plate. Now, if anyone has information on Rachel Lynn Hazen, please contact the Sheriff's Office at 269 269- 
248-948-4801 or contact Barry County Central Dispatch 269-948-4800. Okay, so the next case I want to shine a light on, next missing person. Let's talk about a child named Alexander Donaldson. He is a black male, 14 years old, beautiful brown eyes, stands about 5 foot 7 inches tall, and weighs around 200 pounds. He was last seen on June 16th. Now, from extensive internet searches, I have found absolutely no information on this kid other than being listed as a missing child. I did, however, find an article that was posted on July 10th about someone named Alexandria Donaldson, 13 years old, 5 foot 7 inches tall, weighing around 190 pounds. So it is very possible that Alexander and Alexandria could be the same person, or perhaps they were born a year apart. In any case, if you have information, please call the Redford Township Police Department at 313-387-2500. This brings us to 15-year-old missing teen Doresha Draper. She is also a black female who stands at 5'6 and weighs 172 pounds. Black hair, brown eyes. She was last seen on July 26th in Grand Rapids, Michigan. If you have any information, please call the Grand Rapids Police Department at 616-456-3400. Another teen who went missing on the very same day, 15-year-old Savannah Cole. Savannah is a 15-year-old white female with brown eyes and brown hair. She stands at 5 feet 2 inches tall and weighs approximately 198 pounds. She was last seen on July 26th in Grand Rapids, Michigan. If you have any information, please call the Grand Rapids Police Department at 616-456-3400. Graydon Rooker is a 16-year-old from Lowell, Michigan, who has been missing since May 31st. Graydon's parents are asking people to share any Facebook posts, news articles, or any social media item regarding their missing son. Graydon is 5 feet 7 tall. He's a white male and weighs about 170 pounds. His family believes he's hanging out in the Saranac or Ionia areas. They don't believe he is in danger, but they want him home safe and sound. If you or anyone you know has information on Graydon Rooker, please reach out to the Lowell Dispatch at 616-897-7123. The Kent County Sheriff's Department is currently looking into the case. And finally, 13-year-old Antoine McCullough has been missing from Lincoln Park, Michigan since July 26. Antoine is a black male with brown eyes and brown hair. He stands at 5 feet 0 inches tall and weighs about 100 pounds. He was last seen in Lincoln Park, Michigan. If you know something or know someone who does, please contact the Lincoln Park Police Department at 313-381-381. 1800. Pictures of the missing are also up on our Facebook. Along with the descriptions and contact information, we would really appreciate it if you guys could float this information around on social media. Again, we want to try and find somebody who knows something, somebody who will say something. See something, say something. It'd be amazing to get everyone back home alive and well. We wanted to shine a light on these kids who there have been no news articles that I can find about a lot of the kids we talked about, a lot of the missing people. And it's just really sad, you guys. So let's let's be the news. Let's be the news. Right. See something. Say something. Oh, my God. Go for Metro 911. What's the address of your emergency? Oh, my God. It is um, I'm 1015 Glendale Drive. It is a, a car on fire. How much, what kind of vehicle is it? I don't know. I can't see it. I'm, I'm just across the parking lot. Is there anyone lot. in the vehicle? 
No, I don't know. I'm across from the parking lot. We just came outside and we kept here. So is it like in the parking lot or like where is the vehicle yeah, located? in the parking lot. Oh my god, my neck. Um, as soon as you pull into into here, you're gonna uh, make a right. Is there a particular building that it's in front of? I don't. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Oh, it looks like it's going to be building 17. It looks like we've got another call in, so we do already have the fire department on the way. Now, do you know if there's anyone around the vehicle or in the vehicle? Okay, I think they are here. I think. Okay, I think they're they're here. Okay. Do you see Do you see the fire department pulling in? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll go ahead and let you go since they're pulling in. All right. Okay. Good. Oh. A Jamestown, North Carolina man by the name of Alan Tran went missing sometime after 2 p.m. on Sunday, July 19th. What happened after that is a series of events that led to his body. Join us for this episode of the Flat Circle Podcast where we follow the case, the recent case, the murder of Alan Tran. Alan Tran is 19 years old. He stands 5 feet 4 inches tall, has a slim build, dark curly hair, bright brown eyes, and a shy smile. He has a tattoo on his left arm and across his chest. He was a tattoo artist, a talented one. His family members say that he mostly kept to himself. His sister Megan Tran reported seeing Alan before he went to work on Sunday, July 19th, around 2 p.m. in the afternoon. The day started out very normal and fell into its regular daily routine, except that Alan Tran didn't return home at his normal time. The very next day, July 20th, his 2020 white Dodge Charger was found in the parking lot of the Timber Creek Apartments off of Glendale Drive, and it was completely engulfed in flames. When describing the scene of the burning car, the 911 caller said, we thought it was like a gunshot. And then I walked out of here and I see fire flickering. Alan Tran didn't live in the Timber Creek apartments. In fact, there was no sign of Alan Tran anywhere to be found anywhere around the smoldering remains of his Dodge Charger. As soon as the police reported finding his vehicle to his family, they became incredibly concerned and launched an investigation to find him. The Timber Creek Apartments are about eight miles away from where Alan Tran lives. His sister reported as saying that, quote, it was very shocking when she learned where the car was found. As this wasn't an area that Alan Tran or his family found themselves in often. Additionally, in the days leading up to Tran's disappearance, things were completely normal as usual. His sister is reported as saying there was no telltale signs of anything in disarray or anything that is suspicious to us. The local media picked up the story and the family cooperated in hopes that it would find Alan Trent. Alan's mother, Christy, said, I love you. Go home. We'll be right here waiting for you. Alan Tran was officially reported missing on July 21st. His family and friends took to social media to post messages of urgency as they pleaded with friends and family to help find him. On Facebook, his sister Megan wrote, My brother's name is Alan Tran. He's 19 years old. Last seen July 19th, 2021, around 2 p.m. in Greenboro, North Carolina. His vehicle, a 2020 Dodge Charger, was found to be on fire this morning. Any bit of information is helpful. Please DM me. Thank you for your support. Now, the family had a few days of hope before they received a call from the Greensboro police telling them that Alan's body had actually been found. 
Metro 911, what is the address of your emergency? Um, I'm sitting on the corner of Weedy Road and Lake Brant Road. Tell me exactly what happened. Um, I pulled off on the side of the road to take a leak. I'm and there's a place here to pull off on the side of the road, so I pulled off. <clears throat> and there's a bad smell, and I started looking around, and I found a dead body. You found a dead body? Yes, ma'am. I wish I was joking, but I'm not. Like, it's there's just somebody laying here on the side of the road, off in, off in the woods. Okay. Yeah, the gas station was closed, so I stopped to step off into the woods, and there's a foul smell, and I didn't know what was going on. But I, I'm trying not to damage anything or be around nothing. Okay. And you're right there at the intersection, correct, sir? Yes, yes ma'am. Right off the road. You'll be able to see me. Okay. We'll let the deputy know, sir. We'll get someone there as soon as possible. All right. Thank you. A dump truck driver pulled over to the side of the road and then smelled the body. He alerted police of its location near the intersection of Lake Brant Road and Whitty Road in Greensboro. This case has now officially moved from missing person to homicide. Okay, so we have this case now where they're, they don't know who the culprit is, so I don't know that they have any suspects at this point. We're basically picking up on this case as it happened. So this did not happen even a month ago. What's interesting to me is let's talk about the Timber Creek Apartments for a little bit. So I did some Googling and I wanted to know like what what are these Timber Creek Apartments? What do people think? Okay, so a recent review, this was three weeks ago. They say, and this is from Lisa Diane, and she says, somebody got shot not two weeks ago and a few days ago. There was a car on fire and the guy that owned the car is missing. They raised the rent more than $100 for a crime infested place. And then another review is basically like calling multiple times. No one an ever answered the phone, went in for a short tour, and it just looked so dingy, like someone just moved out and didn't take their furniture. And so it kind of sounds like this place is just not a great place to begin with. And when I was telling my husband about this case, Mike, you know what he said when I told him? Because my husband is a big car aficionado. He loves cars. He loves trucks. He loves anything that moves, and he knows so many things about him, and I just love it. Fast and Furious franchise is like our franchise. But anyway, one of the things that my husband had said was, get this, he said that the 2020 white Dodge Charger is the most carjacked car. Isn't that crazy? So that is crazy, yeah. I'm like, so what are you thinking? That maybe this was a carjacking gone wrong? I mean, they haven't released any details yet on the body, but we know that the car was smoldering. So the only thing that makes me consider that maybe this was a little more than a carjacking gone wrong is why did they torch the fucking car? Like, why did they put it on fire? I, that part I just don't get. Well, you and I have done enough of these to know when there is evidence, when there's things burned, that's evidence that the criminal, the person doing the crime, the perpetrator wants, the, okay. doesn't want the police to, to go. So there's probably fingerprints in there. There were probably fingerprints in there. There were probably DNA in there of some sort. So obviously torching the car means you were taking the police off the trail. That's kind of what I see in this. Okay. But 
why do it in the parking lot? To me, it's almost like if it, okay, so if the car would have been burning where Alan Tran actually lived, then I would say this was probably super personal. But one of the things that I think is just kind of odd in general is why the hell are you going to park the car in a, in a public, basically a public apartment building parking lot and then just torch it on fire? Like somebody had to have seen somebody light a fucking car on fire <laughs> you know what i mean like right it, i think it's just incredibly weird that somebody could have literally torched a car in the middle of god knows you know what i mean like in the middle in public that's, unless it was that's a, just unless, weird unless it was a rush job oh maybe i mean because you if think- you're saying so if we're saying carjacking say that is a thing right right you kind of want to get rid of it right away but why so, burn it? Why burn it in a public place? Why burn it so openly maybe, and so publicly? Maybe they didn't have time. Maybe at. they didn't have time, though. You know, maybe whoever did it didn't have time. So it was easier for them to burn it where they it, I think whoever picked this spot to burn the car knew the spot, knew the area. OK, so obviously. Right. So, I mean, they either drove it there or maybe there was a deal gone wrong there. And Alan was killed. And then after that, it was like, well, I'm going to torch this car and then bail, you know, put the body in its own car or maybe or maybe he was killed, put in the car. Maybe Alan was put in the car, drove to the spot where his body was eventually found. And then the perpetrator drove the car to the parking garage and then obviously disposed of it the best way they knew how. I mean, I imagine the police, the detectives are probably interviewing everybody that lives in that complex. That'd be the first move. Yeah, I, well, obviously, right? And we don't know what happened to to Alan either because they haven't really said how he died right now. So they're not really, or at least to that, what I have seen, they have not released any details on how he died. They right. just know that they found his body. So I'm thinking, okay, like... I guess it depends on how he died, right? Did they shoot him? You know, was it one of those cases where they were going to steal his car and then get rid of him, but maybe Alan tried to fight back? Like, does he have any defensive wounds on his body? You know, that might have showed that maybe somebody killed him in accident, like out of anger. Like, like really, they just wanted his car, but, you know, he sort of got in the way. It was like a wrong place wrong time situation and that's if it's and that's if it's a carjacking and that's if it's a carjacking it could have been coming to my mind but right now of everything we're looking in this we don't really have a lot of information about alan tran so basically it could be you know we don't know if he had any drug use it could have been a drug deal gone wrong uh maybe we don't know if he had a girlfriend if there was a girl involved um or another or male we just don't know the all the details and that stuff that usually comes out you know months if the case isn't solved by then so and obviously his funeral wasn't that long ago i mean we're in august now so it was like a few weeks ago so and the thing that's really sad about alan i mean he just graduated high school in 2020 at ragsdale high school so i mean that was really sad he barely got to have a start in the world as being an adult before he was you know tragically taken i mean at this point it does look like it was a murder i mean we're not we're saying it's a murder because i mean what else could it be right so it's easy it's easy to say okay well this was probably a murder but why that's what's what's the motive behind this so that's the the motive and that's the stuff we'll keep everybody absolutely all our listeners updated on what happens in the alan tran case and we our hearts reach out for the tran family and we hope that you know the detectives from all accounts are working on this case as we speak we found some good things where they feel good about you know 
the progress that they're making in the case. So this might be something that's solved right away. And we hope it is. And so the Tran family can get justice for the 19 year old Alan Tran. Again, if you have any information on this murder, please call the Greensboro Crime Stoppers at 336-373-1000. Also reach out. We love hearing from you. You can hit us up on social media at Flat Circle Podcast. And this is for Facebook and Instagram. Or send us an email to flatcirclepodcast1 at gmail.com. Be sure to give us five stars. Don't be a slapdick and give us four or three or two or one. And it's either five or we don't want anything. Thank you for listening. We are so grateful for you all. If this is your first time listening, welcome. And we hope that you join us for future episodes. Until next time, stay kind, stay curious, and always question the world around you. Assalamu alaikum. (laughs) 